0: Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me.
1: Welcome to Wistful Thinking, the podcast where we revisit pop culture from our youth to see if it's still as good all grown up. I'm Cara Gayle O'Regan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jordan Polen-Clark. Hi! And today is another TV episode episode, uh, where we watched a bunch of TV shows, and we're gonna talk about them. Uh, all of the TV shows have in common that they aired on Nickelodeon's Nick, which was their, like, Friday night? No, Saturday night. That's what Saturday- it stands for, a Saturday Night Nick. Well, there you which go. Which doesn't
0: really work, but...
1: <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, that is more than I knew, so... Good job. I might have Jordan.
0: also just made that up, I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, you know, it was on a it was not on a school night, right? And uh they it was like nighttime stuff and it was for like a slightly older audience, I think. Like a a tween. But audience, not maybe.
0: really because Well they, well, they they would do it in the correct order. Like the shows that younger kids could watch would be on first. But then right. like Are You Afraid of the Dark would be on last?
1: right which we already covered i know and we've and episode. we've already
0: covered Pete and Pete too which was also on right.
1: snick uh let me look up what episodes those were in case you want to go back and listen to them uh our Pete and Pete episode was going to be a two part episode where we did we'll
0: do it one day we'll yeah, finish we it yeah we did
1: a little Pete centric episode or was it big Pete no it was little Pete okay where we watched yeah 3 Uh, Episodes that were A little Pete centric Um, The Adventures of Pete and Pete That was episode 8 And then in episode 30 Wow episode 30 I'm still amazed that we're still doing this After all this time Uh, In episode 30 uh, We covered Are You Afraid of the Dark Oh
0: and Ren and Simpy
1: Also Oh yeah, that was a really early one. That was episode 5. Zach Dazon,
0: who <laughs> sang the theme
1: song. Oh yeah, that was with great. With his mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That so, was great.
1: Episode 5, episode 8, and episode 30 are contain content that aired on SNCC. But we're going to be talking about a few other shows today that I wish... We kind of had a whole episode to talk about each one, except for uh, all that. I, I didn't love all that. I no, didn't
0: love any of these. Really?
1: <laughs> I mean, except Clarissa, but like I already knew that. Okay, so we watched Clarissa explains it all, all that, Alex Mack, the secret world of Alex Mack. Did you watch anything else?
0: I watched um, Keenan and Kel.
1: Okay, I scrambled to get my homework done and didn't quite finish it so that's all um, that i did i'm gonna
0: give some i'm gonna give some history unless you okay. have it because i have no, it I pull do not. Up. um so snick premiered on saturday august 15th 1992 so i
1: was six yeah i was six you were five
0: wow you were five when
1: this premiered
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know if i was watching it yet
0: uh, and... What aired So then? the first block of shows was Clarissa Explains It All, The Ren and Simpy Show, Roundhouse, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm, I remember loving Roundhouse.
1: And I have... I, don't I have not remember having strong feelings either way about Roundhouse.
0: I just really liked... Like, it had this um, set that was on wheels, and it would, like, move around, and it was really musical, and I remember really liking all that. Interesting. It was I just another, like... A sketch show sketch. that starred a bunch of teenagers, yeah. um, which is what all that was yeah, about. it wasn't nearly as successful as all that was though um, so then so that was the first block of shows. Um, the next year it changed to add Pete and Pete um, in nineteen ninety four Clarissa wasn't on anymore, and all that premiered. And then eventually A Real Monsters got added. The Secret World of Rolex Mac.
1: Um, I was going to watch A Real Monsters, but I didn't get a chance to.
0: I was going to watch Rocco's Modern Life, but I didn't get a chance Mm. to. Which got added, so in 1995 it was very cartoon heavy. Uh, Doug Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, and Ren and Simpy. Uh, Did
1: you know that Rugrats was heavily influenced by the Look Who's Talking movies directed by Amy Heckerling?
0: That makes sense. Yeah. It's Talking Babies.
1: And, like, I think in the second one, Twink Kaplan is looking like a sexy DD Pickles. It's Ooh, great. Oh, I
0: can see that.
1: Yeah. Uh, actually, just this week, our episode about Look Who's Talking to came out on Cinemakers. So go check that out. But maybe just listen to the first Look Who's Talking, because that one is way better. But, yeah.
0: Um, so other shows that were on SNCC, Space
1: Cases... Um, oh, I loved space
0: cases. See by the time that was on, I was like done with this. I feel like, yeah,
1: I was too, but I was like, hmm, science fiction, okay, so I watched that one,
0: um, Keenan and Kel, which we'll talk about the mystery files of shelby woo which i vaguely remember but this was 1997 i like remember the name
1: but that's all i remember yeah i probably saw commercials for it oh i love kablam that one was a really interesting and weird cartoon i
0: I think it was claymation maybe um, um, kablam i'm thinking i I can't think of it because i keep thinking of fairly odd parents instead interesting oh oh kablam was weird okay yeah um, the Journey of Alan Strange, which I've never heard of. Animorphs, Angry Beavers, and it—that's it. It ended in 1999. Yeah. It ended in 1999 with a very like throwback lineup: Rugrats, all that, Kenan and Kel, and Are You Afraid
1: of the Dark? Nice. Oh, I wish I had had time to watch Kablam, because I think I was like still tuning in specifically for that show. <laughs> so like the other ones sounded familiar. That and Angry Beavers. I always thought were really interesting, but I was not interested in the other shows. So let's get let's get into the stuff we watched. Um, so we didn't Cl-
0: pick episodes. We were just like, watch whatever episodes you want, and then we'll talk about them.
1: <laughs> so we didn't <laughs> Which,
0: even maybe watch the same episodes of these shows. Yeah, we'll see how this goes.
1: <laughs> uh, we did both watch an, ep- an episode, or did you watch more of Cl- Clarice?
0: No, Six I only watched all? one.
1: Yeah, me too. Which one did you watch? I watched the pilot. I'm going to oh, just, okay.
0: I'll say it right now, I was very lazy and I just watched the pilot of all of them.
1: <laughs> but it's, I... it's because
0: I couldn't, like, there was no, for all these shows, there was no, like, one that I could remember. Right. That I really, like, like, I feel like with our last TV episode, I had much clearer memories mm-hmm. of a lot of those shows and, like, like, knew what I wanted to see. And with these, I didn't feel that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I watched season one, episode 13, called Sick Days, uh, which just happened to be one of the first videos that came up when I googled watch Clarissa Explains It All, and I was like, I've had a lot of sick days, I'll watch this one, Uh, and in that one, she is trying to figure out how to stay home from school so she can get out of Ancient Greece Day, where she's supposed to play a pillar in the Parthenon. <laughs> uh, and Ferguson is playing Zeus, king of the gods. Um, and so she like tries to fake sick, but then she gets real sick, but then the teacher that was organizing Ancient Greece Day also gets real sick, and the sub changes it up and makes it all hip and modern, and allegedly has booked Queen Latifah to play in the Parthenon. So then Clarissa is like, oh no, now I want to go to school. Uh, but then everyone gets sick. <laughs> no Queen Latifah. Aw, bummer. Great outfits, though.
0: Oh, well, every outfit that Clarissa wears is great.
1: Yeah. They're amazing. I wrote down how much of my personal aesthetic like comes directly from this show. I think... Because even her whole... Her bedroom's amazing. Like, their house is kind of cool. They have dried flowers all over their kitchen.
0: Yeah, I think that probably a lot of girls from our generation... For sure. Were very influenced by her style. Because yeah. she, she was, like, cool, though, like... She was It wasn't, like, so over the top that, like, it felt, like, not accessible. Like, Saved by the Bell. Like, Mm -hmm. those outfits are so... They're cool, but they're so dated. Like, I
1: don't
0: know. Most of the outfits I saw Clarissa wear, like, you could still get away with now.
1: I mean, you definitely could because, like, the 90s are very in right now, but... They're still a little out there, but they're out there in, the, in exactly the way that I love. Um, I, so like the only research that I did for this episode, I actually happened to come across... Um, an excerpt from a book called melissa explains it all which is a memoir by melissa joan hart who played clarissa explains it all and she said quote a lot of fans tuned in to see what clarissa wore every week her clothes were original playful and not at all provocative keith herring graphic tees scarves peasant tops, and more vests than you could find in Diane Keaton's closet. Most of her outfits included layers of color and pattern paired with colorful Doc Martens or Converse sneakers. The stylish ragtag look was a skillful mix of punky Brewster, Cindy Lauper, and the sweeter side of urban punk. I think our show's designer, Lisa Lederer, did for trendy teens what Patricia Field did, later did for fashionable 20-somethings who watched Sex in the City. In fact, I think Lisa did some shopping for the show at Patfield's store To this day. People still tell me that Clarissa inspired them to work in the fashion industry or revamp their wardrobe. I could never follow the character's unpredictable style so While I loved her clothes, I, n- I never duplicated the looks in my own life. I could rock dangling earrings and army boots, but forget the psychedelic leggings and painted jeans. I did keep a lot of custom made wardrobe pieces like a blue paisley vest, mixed match pajamas, and any betsy any Betsy D. Any Betsy Johnson piece I could get my hands on. My friend Michelle, who worked in wardrobe, made a great keepsake picture constructed from many pieces of fabric and material that were used to make some of the clothes. It still hangs in my office at home. Isn't that nice?
0: Yeah, I looked up Lisa Letterer, and she never did anything else. Are you
1: serious? Yeah. It was oh, like maybe man. like
0: one other thing on her IMDb.
1: Ah, uh, what a tragedy. I know. That's unfortunate. Uh, She goes on to say, Like Clarissa's personality, her look was elaborate without being flashy and liberating without without seeming pretentious. I wasn't made to look like today's girls on Hannah Montana, Lizzie McGuire, Wizards of Waverly Place, obviously this book is kind of old, who wear a full face of makeup, hair extensions, and daring clothes. I'm floored to learn that some of them are younger than I was when I started on Clarissa. In fact, my mom insisted that my character never wear mascara or have tweezed or groomed eyebrows. She hoped to preserve what little girl charm I had left in my big girl world. And this is how, in parentheses, she says this is how she earned her nickname, Dragon Lady, around the set. Her and her mom are actually, like, producing partners. They wound up basically being showrunners on Sabrina the Teenage Witch and, like, work together a lot, which is really kind of cool and interesting.
0: That aesthetic like really came through though, like Mm -hmm. because like like the reason Clarissa was cool is because she was never like trying to be cool. You know, like she was at least like in my memory and in the episode that I watched, like she was never really like trying to impress anybody.
1: No. She very much was just like
0: doing her thing, you know?
1: Yeah. And that was extremely attractive to me as a weird child. Yeah. yeah. It her was like, I mean, I feel cool like too. it was
0: like a rare example that we got to have of like a girl mm-hmm. just being a girl, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, cause we what? never,
0: I mean, I guess part of it was, um, correct me if you remember differently, but we never went to school with her. Did we? What do you mean? Like, like it when if you watch the show, like almost the entire show takes place oh, at her house. takes place at school. Yeah. Oh. So, like, you really get to see that. her only inside her own like very safe world. Yeah. Which is a very different. It would it would be a very different show if we were like you know at school with her. Or we went to the mall with her or whatever.
1: Interesting. I never even thought about that. What happened in the pilot? In the pilot. The main
0: plot is about her trying to kill Ferguson because he...
1: (laughs) That was another level on which I deeply connected with this show is that my brother and I are completely opposite people and we never got along. And so, like, even though he's older than me, we had not, like, as antagonistic a relationship as uh, Clarissa and Ferguson on the show because it's, like played up for television but like i was like yeah my brother sucks too he's a real dweeb
0: yeah so she's trying to kill him
1: because he <laughs> which is <kind laughs> well, crazy she's
0: trying to kill him by putting him in a straitjacket and then floating him away on a bunch of balloons Interesting. because he brought her bra to school for show and tell
1: Oh, you know what? I read somewhere else and I don't remember where I read this, but the showrunner had been a performance artist and yeah. actually like, took that It was in the article that you sent his...
0: me. Oh, okay. The straitjacket thing was from like a piece of performance art that he did.
1: Which I think is hilarious. Which
0: like also reminds me of like just reading stuff about the Pete and Pete showrunners. Mm-hmm. Like that they were just a bunch of weirdos. Uh, In a fun way. Um, Which is
1: very clear, like, based on the show that they made. And same
0: for Ren and Simpy, and and Rocco's Modern Life, actually, because I I don't know anything about the people who ran that show, but just my memories of that show. That show show is really weird. Um, Like, I feel like that kind of, like, weirdness of, like, artists, like, making Mm -hmm. a show probably doesn't exist in and Nickelodeon anymore. I'm sure you can find yeah, in another children's not. programming adventure time. Yeah, and
1: we talked about this I think on the Ren and Stippy episode that this was part of this artist driven movement at Nickelodeon that like all of these shows were were actually being run by the artists and not coming down like from the network level. Yeah. Cuz it was, was all like, a, like pretty new, new still thing for Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, This was actually the first or Only the first or second sitcom On Nickelodeon
0: And it was the first one with a
1: female protagonist Well there you go
0: Uh, The side plot in my episode was That Clarissa was trying To help Sam Not try out For the football team Because his dad really wanted him to play football And he really didn't want to Mm-hmm. which is resolved because he ends up holding the big balloons that are supposed to float Ferguson away and they accidentally float <laughs> Sam away and he hurts his own
1: oh,
0: no. so Sam was pretty cute. He was so cute. And he was so he was so cool. He would just like come through the window and hang out. Mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely wanted a friend like that.
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I would I still want a friend who will come through my window and hang out. You know? Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about Clarissa? Mm, no. Yeah. Neither I don't way. think so. Uh, I didn't have than... as many
0: feelings about it that I thought I would.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I was like... just kind of like obsessed with all of the outfits.
0: I like that it had friend. kind of the episode that I watched anyway had kind of like a mixed media feeling because mm-hmm. she, she did she do the video game thing in yours?
1: No, but she did, do, she did do it a lot. Uh, She had, because she was sick, she had this fever dream of the virus inside of her body that was really interesting. Yeah.
0: I think, and then there was like another moment in mine where they were like watching, I don't even remember why anymore, but they were like <laughs> watching a television. So it was like us watching a television, watching a television. It just had like a vibe that was different, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, she had a pet tiny alligator named Elvis. Yeah, she did. And for some reason in the episode I watched, Sam brought over an empty aquarium and a plastic bag full of his fish and then set it up in Clarissa's room for some reason, even though it was his. I don't know why.
0: He in my episode, she they were still like super young. Um, and the first time he climbs through her window, she's like, That's Sam. He's still waiting for puberty to hit. <laughs> like just or something like that. <laughs> Cause it, like his voice is like barely changed. Like they're super they're still really young.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I feel like, um, Clarissa had a big effect on the secret world of Alex Mack. Like it was like not the same character, but definitely, like, in a similar vein. Like, they're maybe just because they both had, like, straight blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, I think they're... And wore flannel, mm. but... I think
0: they're pretty you... different.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, Alex Mack was, like, a more sci-fi thing. I, you watched the first episode of yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, so in that episode, it's like her first day at a new school—maybe her first day of high school. I think she seems I was like confused. she maybe already has a friend there. Yeah,
0: I was confused about that because she already had like a close friend, but they were mm-hmm. treating it like it was a new. Everything else was new. I was confused. Yeah, I don't know.
1: That was confusing. But anyway, uh, but that they... the, she also has
0: a male best friend.
1: Right. Well. Because, obviously, boys aren't going to watch a show you can that just have, two You can just girls. have... Well,
0: something I read about Carissa, Clarissa basically said that Clarissa disproved that fact. Like, but, just having that show exist was like, oh, no, yeah, boys watch this.
1: Well, yeah, but that's because they had Sam on that's it. That's not... And...
0: Why? Sam was well, hardly why, ever why. on it.
1: Okay, whatever. I... I... But... Like, that's how they got away with having that show, is like, but she has this guy friend, and she's, like, cool enough to hang with the guys. Yeah, I mean, and, I, yeah. Ooh, you know. There's a, there was a line
0: in, in Alex Mack that made me really mad. Oh, yeah? I forget, though, I interrupted you. You, you can explain Alex Mack
1: first. Oh. Um... Oh, so they, like, live in this town with a big biotech company, and her dad works there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's walking home from school, and we've seen it's, like, kind of cutting back and forth between her everyday teenager life and then also what's going on at this company, which is clearly run by bad people mm-hmm. and they are trying to ship this top secret co- chemical somewhere but their delivery guy is an idiot and he like he's
0: kind of an idiot but also they were just like really mean to him and told him yeah. that he couldn't take his lunch break yeah. and so he was trying to eat and drive the truck at the same time
1: right so- and so he reaches down to grab a sandwich and he almost hits Alex Mack, and he winds up swerving and like hitting something and she falls down and she gets doused in this chemical and then she starts like glowing and turning into a puddle of of weird quicksilver kind of and stuff and she
0: can control
1: electronic things mm-hmm. which is was all very cool at the time and actually i thought that the like effects in this were really good for like 90 they're 95 not bad yeah or 96 when it came out um but it's okay, because her sister is really good at science and has a microscope, so she's going to figure out what's going on, and in the meantime, they just have to pretend that everything's normal.
0: Because the bad guys at the company are after her.
1: Yeah. But the thing that I really liked about that is that the episode ends, and her and her sister, who share a bedroom, are like in bed, and they're going to bed, and they're talking about someday making the cover of Scientific American. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I liked that. I really loved that show when it was on.
0: Yeah, this is the one that I actually ended up having the most feelings about. The most, like, you know, the feeling of, like, oh, part of this lives in my heart somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the theme song.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and all the theme music, actually, that plays, (laughs) like, a lot during the show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But there is a line that made me so angry. She was like walking, she was walking with Raymond after school and he was like, I'm going to go to band tryouts. And she was like, well, band tryouts, why? (laughs) And he was like, blah, 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 whatever, I have to, and I might meet some girls. And she was like, I'm a girl. And he said, you know, girl type girls. Mm. which just made me so mad.
1: Yeah, because she... Kind of dresses like a tomboy or whatever. Well, he was implying that she wasn't a
0: real girl because he wasn't sexually attracted to her.
1: Yeah, no, I understand that. But, like, I think that they were actually kind of making a few nods to her gender being, like, somewhat ambiguous. Because even the truck driver, like, couldn't tell them whether the teen he almost hit was a boy or a girl. Because she had a hat
0: on and a flannel shirt.
1: (laughs) I mean... It was the 90s. You know, everybody was wearing baggy clothes. Yeah, it's true.
0: But she's also, like, like Larissa Olenek is, like, strikingly beautiful. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah. yeah.
1: She was in... What was that thing that we watched? She was in something that we watched? Mm-hmm. Babysitter's Club movie. Ooh, yeah, she was. Which was episode... Oh, I forgot. There are so many episodes I forgot. I know, it's so wild Episode 17 So, if you want to go back and listen to that It wasn't a great movie, but, you know She's cute She plays a very different character in that, I think mm. She's kind of a brat
0: She starts out as kind of a brat In this,
1: too Well, She's a teenager <laughs> She's a teenager in the Babysitter's Club, too Yeah, that's true Um, Anything else about Alex Mack? Mm-hmm. Jessica Alba's in it Oh really what? Yeah, the girl Jessica
0: is Jessica Alba. Who's Jessica? She's like the the girl that's mean to Alex oh. after school. There's like a big group of girls standing and they shot that scene very weird. So like Alex is walking with Raymond and it's like a sing- it's one shot and they're walking towards the camera but between the camera and them is like a large group of girls in like gym outfits and Rather than shooting it from a different angle, they just shoot through this group of girls until, like, Raymond and Alex are close enough to the camera that you can see them. But I remember thinking that it was very weird. Like, a really weird choice.
1: Let me look at it real quick, because I just found it. I happen to have the window still open. Oh, because she's walking on, like, a basketball court?
0: Mm, Maybe. Maybe that's... Are they playing basketball? Oh, that is Jessica Alba. Wow. Yeah. So she was, like... I assume a girl who continues to be mean to Alex.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, they shot through the group because they were playing basketball. But why?
0: I don't know. Who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like to to show that like Alex is just like cutting across a active basketball court. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she means a cute boy.
0: Yeah, she does Oh my goodness,
1: and has to talk to him about not being into troll dolls anymore. Uh Now I remember this scene. Yeah, and that's right before she gets doused. Yeah. Uh, Anything else about Alex Mack?
0: No. Okay.
1: How about all that? I
0: also watched the pilot. Okay. Which had TLC as the musical
1: guest. Mm-hmm. And And so... like I, because I watched a season four episode. Mm-hmm. Their theme song was always TLC. Yep. Ah, ah, ah. This is, is all that. that. This is all. Okay. Anyway, continue.
0: Remember the one time we were like, maybe we should just sing all the theme songs, and then we, and then Zach did it for Rin and Stimpy, and Desiree sang "Growing Pains." We all sang Growing Pains, Mm -hmm. and you were crying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, so, uh, I watched the first episode, which means it was like the whole original
1: cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it changed by the one you watched? I think so, and and that was the reason that I picked a season four episode, because I don't think I had watched it necessarily with the original cast I I don't know I just like season 4 I was like this is definitely a time when I would have been watching this show so that's why I picked that it was just like a random episode that also was one of the first ones that came up when I googled watch all that so (laughs) you know
0: Um, this one the one that I watched didn't have any it had one sketch that ended up being a recurring sketch so I did remember it and it was um walter the ear boy oh and he had a really big ear and he had and yeah and then he um and like wax problems he, yeah i don't maybe in this one he didn't have wax problems but it had a good okay. it had a good theme song um it's walter the ear boy his ears are really big big yes okay <laughs> yep um I remember now and and so then he eventually meets Pizza Face and Four Eyes and uh, Tinsel Teeth, and they become friends. Um, but in this in this one, he um, hadn't met them yet, and he ends up talking to Ross Perot, who gives him advice <laughs> on having really big ears. And Ross Perot was like played by that really tiny girl.
1: Yeah, I vaguely, re- I maybe have seen this episode. I,
0: I, she did. I think she did that impression a lot.
1: Yeah, but I like I remember your boy talking to Ross Perot. Um, and it, it wasn't Amanda Bynes.
0: No, it wasn't Amanda Bynes. Her name was Katrina something. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that was really the only sketch that I was like, oh
0: yeah, I remember that. There are other sketches that I remember from the show that were not in this episode.
1: Right, like what? Uh, Vital information. Oh, that was in one of the ones that I watched with Lori, Lori, Beth Denver, Mm -hmm. and um, Ishbu.
0: Not sure I remember that one. Ishbu was like a was Keenan Thompson, and Mm -hmm. he was like a foreign exchange student who would. Like be at these people's house. Oh my god! My best friend and I were so obsessed with Ishbu. We thought it was the funniest thing we'd ever seen.
1: Um, oh, and the one that I watched, he was Pierre Escargot! Oh, I remember
0: mean, he's in the bathtub. Uh, huh, huh.
1: Yeah, but Ish Ishbu
0: would like. M- do all these like make make the family he was with like do all these like customs like crazy stuff and he would be like well but it's from my country but then like you would get the feeling that he was just fucking with them like he was Mm -hmm. just doing it because he thought it was funny good for him um oh yeah i forgot about pierre escargot and then and then there is that amanda the one that amanda Bynes did ask ashley Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where she would yell
1: (laughs) yeah uh, the ones that were in the uh, episode that I watched that I remembered were Repair Man, 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 Man. Oh, man, I remember man, that man, too. Yeah, which was a Kel character. And uh, the Complaint Department, which was also Lori Beth Denberg. But then Kel comes in as his character, as his Good Burger character, and they fall in love. Aww. But first, Amanda Bynes is in there trying to return a hat, but she also has her dog. And Lori Beth Dunberg is like, oh, this is a weird hat. But she takes the dog and like throws it down the defective shaft. <laughs> so that was it. I mean, there were other sketches, but those were the ones that I was like, oh, these are characters that I know yeah um and there were this uh Danny Tiborelli was on that season oh. too
0: there is yeah so like then I looked at like because I don't think I watched all that for very long the first like few seasons maybe but, like so like Keenan went on to have a real career I totally saw him in real life once at Nickelodeon oh, yeah? Studios I uh one time was backstage at they used to do this show.
1: Backstage or underground? What? <laughs> oh, never mind. Nickelodeon Studios, like the theme park or not the theme like, park?
0: Like, it was at Universal Studios. In, oh, okay. Because um, backstage
1: at Disney World is just underground.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think we were underground. Uh, but so, yeah, Nickelodeon Studios was at Universal. And right, right, right. They used to do this, like, Nickelodeon show um that we went to and I got slimed in it because my mom slimed
1: Jordan I can't believe this has never come up on this little thinking before you've
0: been slimed my mom knew someone who worked there so I guess they they I'm sure they always pick a person to get slimed but like I knew ahead of time that it was going to be me oh my god I would I would have had
1: nervous diarrhea and so they
0: I I, I don't they like wow I have never ever thought
1: about this as an adult (laughs) hold (laughs) on give me a second. Wow, we've been doing this podcast for a year and a half, almost two years, and this has never come up before. This—did you block this out of your memory? Was this a traumatic event? We've talked
0: about this. Most of my childhood is blocked from my memory.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember like before the show, I like that we—I went to this like tiny room and like changed my clothes. So that like I wasn't wearing my own clothes when I got slimed, they didn't get they they gave you clothes. Yeah, they must have given me something to wear. And I was with my mom, and so I changed my clothes. And then like I have no idea what context I got slimed in. I don't remember (laughs) like ever at all. I mean, I remember it happening. I think I was like sitting in a like a you know like a baby pool. Was this on,
1: like, a televised <laughs> no. show? No,
0: it was, like, you know when you go to, like, Universal Studios or, like, a theme park, they'll, like, yeah. do a show? Right, like It was, like, like, it was, like one show. of those.
1: It was one of those. Oh, okay. Because um, I was going to say, we have to hunt down that episode right now.
0: No, 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 no. It wasn't actually on TV.
1: And I think it was, like, a, like, the whole
0: show was, like, they would pull people from the audience to, like, mm-hmm. do stuff in the show. Uh,
1: did your mom videotape it?
0: Probably not I, I've never seen okay. it
1: um, ask her please
0: ugh, I don't want to see it I have okay but at least great shame about who I was as a child
1: <laughs> no I understand that same um but can you at least ask your mom about it and maybe even like record it just be I because I am dying to know like because since you don't really remember it that well I'm dying to know what like an uh, adult perspective. Uh, ask her. On I'll, this ask her.
0: I'll ask my dad. You know what? I'll ask my sister, too. I'll ask them all what they remember.
1: Please, do a um, whole family interview. I also,
0: I think, I, like, I think like, we were also with my best friend at the time. Her and her family were there. Like, her and her mom and her dad. Mm-hmm. And... I think that they also participated in, like, one of the games during the show that involved one of them putting on a really big pair of pants and the other (laughs) one throwing (laughs) rubber
1: chickens into it. (laughs) Oh, man. Comedy classics. Um, Big pants. Never not funny. (laughs) Rubber chickens. Never never not funny.
0: funny. (laughs) Uh, And so, so then after I got slimed, I... There was a shower in the tiny room, so they let me go take a shower and put my clothes back on. Slime room. And I remember, like... They had
1: a dedicated slime
0: room. I remember it was, like, difficult to get it out of my hair. For some reason, I remember there being tiny pieces of paper in my hair. (laughs) Well, they probably
1: did confetti, confetti, too, yeah. I feel like there was definitely always some sort of confetti...
0: but so then after that, we got, like, a special, like, backstage tour of Nickelodeon cool. Studios. And they, like, showed us how they make, like, slime. And they, and some of it was, like, made out of food. Because they were, like, I don't know if this is real or not. They were, like, oh, because it, like, gets everywhere and, like, gets in their mm-hmm. mouths and stuff. So they let us eat it and, like, taste it. I think it's made of corn starch it, This The thing that I water. ate was made out of vanilla pudding.
1: Oh, Okay, interesting.
0: Um, wait, but it wasn't slime. It was like uh, it was something else. Um, and 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 Keenan Thompson was there. Cool. When I like remember them like pointing him out, and I was, saw him in real life. Wow, what a
1: what a adventure! Wow, I haven't
0: thought about that. In
1: yeah, so I was long. worried we weren't gonna have anything to talk about. <laughs> here we are, <laughs> uncovering repressed childhood memories. Weird. What well, we do best here on Wistful Thinking. I also remember
0: going out to like one of those. This is unrelated, but from the same trip, going out to one of those like Disney breakfast restaurants mm-hmm. like With like all the characters, yeah, and mm-hmm. like for and with, with my friends' family and my family, and for some reason, some of us just like laughing and laughing. <laughs> I don't remember at what, but like, yeah, like we were dying.
1: Talk about traumatic childhood episodes. Uh, I was. Disney World, I think I was maybe three years old, maybe a little bit older, but we were at breakfast at one of these places, and I was eating Cheerios for breakfast, and I got up to go to the bathroom, and when I came back, they were gone, because the waitress had taken them away. Um, and for some reason, that was, like, deeply upsetting to me. Because you were three,
0: <laughs> and that was your food?
1: Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Would you ever go to Disney World now? Oh, my God, no. no neither. I mean, <laughs> so this is just... You know, I get that I, I know that people are into it, but it's not for me. Um, I'm not that into Disney to begin with, so there's that. But then also theme parks in general, amusement parks in general, not that amusing to me. Same. Uh, I can't stand up for a long period of time, so that's a problem, especially when it comes to like standing on lines. Also, I'm very heat intolerant, so <laughs> that's a problem very sensitive in the sun so it's just a combination of like bad situations for me so i've just kind of never really enjoyed a theme park epcot kind of cool though
0: yeah that's my take you know, on cause it has
1: like all the different also. like international
0: but like things. my i have all the same problems with theme parks um I mean, for me, it's because I just, like, don't like any of those things. Like, I don't like standing up for... for like, I don't mind standing up for a long time. Clearly, yeah. I'm, I'm an acrobat.
1: Well, no, but, I mean, there's a, there's a total difference between yeah. standing up and moving around. Because, like, I can... So the reason I can't stand up for too long is that my body is stupid and doesn't know how to send my b- my blood back to my brain. Mm-hmm. And so it like settles in the bottom half of my body and then I get really dizzy and sick. Um but if I'm moving around then your leg muscles are mm-hmm. like helping send it where it needs to go. So like if your body is like moving and circulating that's okay, but it's, it's stand any activity that's like a lot of standing around. Mm-hmm. It's just bad news bears for me. I, I just will never golf. W-
0: while while I was listening to you to describe that, I just realized why I can't deal with it. Why? Like I get very overwhelmed. My senses mm. get overwhelmed. Also really that. Yes. So like between like the heat and the noise mm-hmm. and the like just smells. like sights and smells. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't have a problem with any of those things, but I need to be able to like have a break from it. And yeah. you
1: can't do that at those. Places. You can't. There's like no escape. No, there's nothing. Except I do love the bathrooms in Disney World because. <laughs> Um, So we went to Disney World, I think my freshman year of high school, like on our band trip. We like did marching band things like in Disney World and stuff. Um, And oh, that was the year that 9-11 happened. So no one wanted to fly. So we took a bus Ew. to Florida, which was literally a 24 hour bus really ride. That's far. It was so bad. And my band director uh, really loved, oh, God, what's that place? We called it the Honky Bucket, but that's not its real name, Cracker Barrel. Um, And so, like, we were just stopping at, like, Cracker Barrel after Cracker Barrel, which is all, like, really greasy, you know, like, southern food and it was like either that or fast food that we were eating and so you know my digestive system doesn't 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 like those things very much so uh i was in a great amount of distress and i found it very relieving that anywhere in disney world you can walk into a bathroom and there are nine thousand stalls and there's all of this flushing noise and water running and people talking and it just i found uh to be a uh, quite a nice place to poop that's good i'm glad to yeah. hear Mhm. Mm-hmm. i also can't believe that it's taken this many episodes for us to talk about pooping in public places so <laughs> here we are
0: uh well it's not super related to nostalgia <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe not for you that's fair
0: uh, how did we get here?
1: Oh, so I, we were... I don't know. Um,
0: we were... I was listing famous people from all that.
1: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Kenan wasn't the only one. True. Um, Although he's the biggest star. I mean, maybe Amanda Bynes, but for different reasons.
0: Yeah, but she's pretty well known. Nick Cannon was on all that. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either until I looked it up today. Um, and there was one more person, but I don't remember who. Oh, maybe it was just Danny Tamborelli, <laughs> Jamie
1: Lynn Spears. Oh, like w- way, way later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Because That's... all that was like our generation's version of the Mickey Mouse Club. Even though there were kind of. Mickey Willows. Well, Neil for
0: Brennan was a writer on this. I am just reading oh, the really? writers now. <laughs> I didn't read the writers before.
1: Wait, Neil Brennan who like co created the Chappelle show? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Let's see who else see if there's anyone else good.
0: Taryn Killam, who was on Saturday okay. Live. Funny. Uh, I don't recognize any of these other names. Danny Tamborelli was a writer. Interesting. Um, what did you just say? It was, what? It was, like, our version of the Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah, kinda. I feel like, yeah, I, I f- felt like it was trying to be, like, a, just a kid's Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> even, like, some mm-hmm. of the sketch, I mean, mm-hmm. as, you know, SNL, it's not great, sometimes. Like, they even, mean,
1: it's, what? You know, I I, I think that it gets, like, a worse rap than it deserves because they just are churning out so much I mean, content yeah. at such like a fast. But it just pace means that, that like some most of, the, of it's gonna be bad. Yeah,
0: it means just some of the sketches are really bad. Yeah, uh, and I feel like there were some sketches in the episode of all that that I watched that I was like, that's almost an SNL sketch <laughs> like mm-hmm. without really any changes.
1: Yeah, interesting. uh Speaking of SNL, the other day, I watched a Night at the Roxbury. Which uh, came out of an SNL sketch and was one of the many Lauren Michaels produced comedies. But guess who else produced it?
0: Amy Heckerling. No, I totally already told you. Me already. I wouldn't have guessed Uh, that
1: though. Yeah, no, me neither until I saw it and I was like, oh no, this is definitely, this has her all over it. And it's rumored that she also like ghost directed some of it. And I can totally see it but like so many of the actors that she works with are in it like dan hedaya um kind of plays the same character that he does in clueless except in this movie he is um i really got a kick out of this he owns a fake flower shop and so he's like this angry florist and it's great and I really liked it a lot. It's still very funny. Not all of it is super funny, but there's enough there that it is worth revisiting.
0: Also worth pointing out about all that is that it's very diverse.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. I, I mean, maybe not. I mean, very. there's
1: more diversity there's... in the cast than there is on Saturday Night Live, for instance. Yeah. Um, and a lot. a lot of other things. Yeah. But like not not as much as there should be like I don't think there are any Asian characters no, I and know. also a lot of the humor really relies on cultural stereotypes yeah, I was, know, ethnic yeah. Stereotypes yeah. that are mm, problematic but hey it was in the 90s so I mean yeah like w-
0: watching all of these shows is like you could just make lists of like oh well you yeah. definitely can't say that now <laughs> like, yeah. this definitely wouldn't fly
1: anymore for sure. Uh and then so do you have anything else to say about all of that? No. Oh.
0: Did they in my episode they did this thing that were like it was just all these like quick quick like things cut in between sketches and it was like mm-hmm. famous actors of the time just like saying one word
1: oh weird i don't even I remember what they were saying in my episode yeah
0: um but in my episode it it featured um brian austin green Uh ah, david silver himself and um joey lawrence nice which um. was weird but like gave it like a really specific like style though Yeah,
1: interesting. I saw Brian Austin Green in something recently, and I just cannot see him as anyone other than the character that he played on (laughs) Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Did you watch that show? Oh yes, it's so good. I never saw it. Oh, it's wonderful. That's. I mean, I didn't really watch it when I was on. I think because I was. We were too young for it when it was on. Yeah, uh, but I watched it. I've seen it the whole thing multiple times there's 10 seasons of it and it's so good it's ridiculous but it's wonderful and it's like just so of its time and the fashion of course is amazing the hair um yeah donna martin graduates let's graduate from all that you also watched what was the other thing that you watched
0: uh keenan and Kel.
1: Yeah, how was that? Yeah,
0: I had, like, no feelings about it at all. (laughs) just, this is how dumb I am. In my brain, Keenan and Kel and Good Burger were the same thing until I started watching it, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I get it. This is
1: a different show. Wait, Good Burger was a movie. Yeah, I know. It was also a sketch on all that. Yeah. Did they not do Good Burger sketches on Keenan and Kel? Was that a sketch show? See, okay, good. You're as confused as I am. (laughs)
0: No, it was just a show about, like, Keenan and Kel, and they were friends. Oh, really? And they did wacky hijinks together.
1: Oh, okay. In the
0: episode that I watched, they were trying to buy a car.
1: Huh. I obviously have not seen it since it was on the air, so I don't remember. I didn't realize that that was not a sketch show.
0: No, it's, it's just, like, a typical kind of, like, kids, like, sitcom show, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, the protagonist is, like, a teenager. Um right. It's like about like Keenan and his family and Kel as his best friend. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Nothing nothing like spectacular to report. What
1: happened in the episode? oh, you said they were trying to buy mm-hmm. a car? They schemed to try to buy a car. Did anyone interesting show up on that? No. And that does it for this episode with what <laughs> no, <okay>. Uh okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I did not get a chance to also watch a Keenan and Kel episode.
0: I don't think you would have had very much more to add.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, this is the show that that premiered the latest, too, out of, like, everything that we watched. This was 1996.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so we probably, like, were barely even watching. Yeah, but I didn't really know the theme song, which was sung by Coolio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't sing it for you, but I remember that it was by Coolio.
0: I can't think of it. Just keep me thinking of other Coolio songs. when I'm gonna listen to it. <laughs> oh, I have it in these headphones. Weird. Yeah, it's whatever.
1: Um, I feel like our underachieverness was really on display this episode. Well, yes. <laughs> my my congenital inability to do homework. I have that Which Somehow too. hasn't has not interfered with us doing this show that much yet even though we've been doing it for a while.
0: No, I mean, our homework is pretty minimal, though. It's just, like, watch the thing. I mean, I think, like, part of the issue with this... Is that too many different things. it It was just so many different shows, and, like, unlike the last TV show episode, like, yeah, we watched four or five shows for the last episode, too, but we picked really specific episodes for really specific reasons, and here we were just, like, trying to get, like, a flavor of, like, each of the shows
1: to go back to a different time. And it wound up bringing up an interesting memory for you. So, it's true. Not a total loss. It's true. I,
0: yeah. I tried to think about like I tried to have memories of watching <laughs> Snick specifically.
1: Yeah. And the-, the only memory that I have of watching Snick is watching the Halloween version. Oh, that's what, what I should have was the Halloween version? Well, it, they would, like... I think it was maybe, like, a specific year, even. Like, the year that Are Real Monsters premiered. Which I think they did, like, on their, like, Halloween programming. Uh, and it was just, like, spooky, fun, Halloween-y things. You know. Predates the Dancing Pumpkin Man. But I'm sure he would have been there the dancing if pumpkin he existed. Man. You know, that gif of that guy... Uh, <laughs> who's like wearing a black jumpsuit and has a pumpkin on his head, and he's just doing? Oh, goopy I dancing. do. I just had to Google it, but I do know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was just from like some sort of like public ac- access <laughs> channel in like Oregon or something that wound up on Tumblr and like became, you know, he's the king of Halloween, or I guess that would be David S. Pumpkins. Well, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss Halloween. It's almost Christmas, and I don't like Christmas. I think it's stupid, and I want it to be Halloween again. I my only memory of
0: Snick is being at my best friend's house, and we would like get to stay up late and like watch it in her parents' bedroom, and we would make a lot of popcorn. But like. I'm trying to like have feelings Attached to that and for some reason I only have negative feelings attached to it
1: Oh no what kind of negative feelings Like Well she was
0: a friend who like Moved away and it ruined my life
1: Oh, oh no. Which
0: happened to me more than once when I was a child Oh Um, Because she like just loved me so hard Did you ever have a friend oh. like that I have another one now but I, I think between her And the person now I didn't have any friends No I had one other friend like this yeah but she like she like physically loved me so hard like she would like hug me so hard i couldn't breathe (laughs) but that was just how she showed
1: her love yeah um i don't think i had any friend i never had any friends that felt that uh closely or intensely i think like as a child but i definitely did in like college and in my 20s
0: oh we were like very weird mismatched soulmates Aww. um because we were totally different like she was so happy and like pretty and like had a really nice family <laughs> that was like really happy and she was like an only Aww. child and had a dog we were just like so different in so many ways um and she yeah she made me feel like normal you know yeah and then she
1: moved away. Yeah, I can see why that would be a tremendous loss. What age was that? She moved away when I was 12. Mm. Oh, that's a bad time yeah. for that to happen. Yeah, it was in seventh Wait. grade.
0: But I also remember that like, sometimes I would like try to like things that she liked, even if I didn't really <laughs> like them. Mm-hmm. And I think Our Real Monsters was one of those things.
1: Oh. So like that's
0: also a memory that I'm having about watching Snick with her.
1: Yeah. I loved real Monsters. It's so weird and gross. I don't
0: know why I didn't like it.
1: Well, we'll have to do that on a future episode. Yeah, and we Racco's could do Life. a Yeah, cartoon centric one. Like a... I would love to watch a, a bit of Rugrats again and of course ke- Kablam.
0: And we didn't watch Doug yet, did we?
1: Oh yeah, also Doug. That was a real weird show. He had that weird like older artist sister Judy. that wore a beret all the time yeah and
0: like all of all of his friends were different colors mm-hmm. do you have any more feelings <laughs> i mean of course i have more feelings <laughs> they, they never end yeah
1: that's true do you have any more feelings that you would like to talk about on this episode of whistle Thinking? <laughs> no i don't think so okay well if people wanted to find you Where should they look? They can find me on Instagram at jordopc. And you can find me also on Instagram or on Twitter at bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E. You can find the show at wistfulpod. And, I don't know, send us an email or something, wistfulpod at gmail.com. Tell us, do you have feelings about SNCC? Do you remember having feelings while watching SNCC? Uh, How are you feeling in general? Did you ever get slimed? Did you ever get slimed? Did you ever... Were you ever at a sleepover watching Snake and then had too much anxiety and felt like you were going to slime yourself so you had to go Because <laughs> <home? laughs> if I'm being real, that's that I have that memory. Um, yeah, do you have memories about pooping at Disney World? Let us know. Wistfulpod at gmail.com Uh... And you can find us and all the other wonderful podcasts on the Cage Club Podcast Network at cageclub.me. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye!